Good day everyone and welcome to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth Made Easy. My name is Camille Villafuerte and today we have another episode of Wealth Watchers. Here we do a lightning round of five relevant questions to help you better understand how the month's market movements impact your investment. And today we are joined by one of BPI AMPC's credit officers, Ms. Francine Ferrer. Hi Francine! Hi, Camille. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. So like how we always do it here on Wealth Watchers, I'll just fire away with our questions. So let us start with, what's the biggest development that happened this month of May? Great question, Camille. So if we're talking about globally, then I would have to say the April U.S. Fed Minutes where there was a change in wording to hint that some members were saying it may be time soon to start talking about tapering or rolling back its bond purchases. This is important as it's one of the key tools that the Fed is using to support the U.S. economy amid the pandemic. So talks of these affect both global and domestic markets. Aside from this, though, I think that the release of the first quarter Philippine gross domestic product also greatly impacted the local market. First quarter GDP declined more than expected at 4.2% year-on-year versus consensus estimates of a 3.2% contraction. So Francine, the question that we have is, what's the impact of these two developments on the economy? Well, Camille, as you can imagine, the surprisingly lower first quarter GDP print was a negative for the Philippine market, particularly for the Philippine Stock Exchange Index. The lower print has increased worries over uncertainties over the pace of the Philippine economic recovery story and along with it expectations of corporate earnings and employment. Recall as well that it was in the second quarter this year that ECQ and MECQ were reimposed in NCR. So that plays into the market's considerations as well. In fact, the Development Budget Coordination Committee or DBCC revised its growth projection for 2021 downwards to 6 to 7% from 6.5 to 7.5% previously. But the good news is that mobility data suggests a strong rebound from April to May. As Daz mentioned in the previous session, compared to last year, we are more prepared now and more accustomed to these lockdown measures. Another plus side is that this year, vaccines are already available and being rolled out by the government and the private sector. So as the percentage of fully vaccinated population increases, we inch that much closer to recovery and normalization. The increase in mobility that follows is expected to translate into improvement in demand and spending, which could further help corporate earnings and economic growth. To give some perspective on the timeline or pace of vaccination, daily vaccinations have increased significantly starting May, following the arrival of more vaccines and April to early May. While we're only at around 1% of our population fully vaccinated as of date, we can take comfort in the future arrival of secured vaccines, as well as the government's efforts in ramping up the rollout of uh, these vaccines. Daily doses administered have surged around 30,000 as of May 3 to around 170,000 as of May 24. So this means that in a span of just three weeks, 
around six times more doses are given out each day. So there is an upside in the daily rate count once the private sector is able to get their vaccine doses and apply these to their own workers. The combination of increased efforts from public and private sectors can potentially accelerate our vaccination program and thus our recovery story. Good to hear those positive thoughts. And thanks, Prisim, mm-hmm. for your comprehensive answer. Thank you. Now, we want to know what's the impact of these to our investments. Okay. First, on the stock market. Year-to-date in 2021, while most of most country stock indices rose, the Philippine Stock Exchange Index, or the PSEI, declined. The global benchmark, the MSCI World Equity Index, which represents international equities, rose by around 10% year-to-date. Meanwhile, the PSEI declined by 7% year-to-date. Next, in terms of fixed income, the local currency bond index, or benchmark for domestic fixed income, has returned around negative 3% year-to-date. The PSEI has struggled compared to the global benchmark so far due to, first, the COVID-19 situation locally, which has led to several lockdowns, second, the delay in vaccine rollouts, and lastly, the spike in local inflation, which has been above the BSP's target range for four consecutive months. It was at 4.5% in March and April. So risk of sentiment from these have driven fixed income yields upwards year-to-date as well. Mm-hmm. On a positive note, first quarter 2021 earnings of companies in the PSEI are up year-on-year. Aggregate profit growth is up at around 30% year-on-year, but this is still below the first quarter 2019 level. Also, the ramping up of vaccinations and mobility will be positive drivers moving forward, but caution is recommended as uncertainties around these still remain. Right. So, Francine, can you share any major global developments? Sure. On the global front, the market will be keeping an eye on how the talks of the U.S. Fed tapering unfolds. Particularly, investors are trying to find out when. So, to give a background, in April, U.S. inflation surged to 4.2% from the upward pressure from commodity prices, particularly oil and metal prices, that rose on demand rebound. This has led the market to start asking, with strong economic recovery and a pickup in inflation, when will the U.S. Fed start to taper? Tapering by the Fed is the unwinding of its programs to support the economy, like bond purchases. So when the, U- when the U.S. Fed purchases bonds, it supports the economy by injecting liquidity into the market and also keeps interest rates low. These, in turn, support businesses that need to borrow to stay afloat amid the pandemic. To give color, the Fed currently purchases $120 billion worth of bonds monthly. Now, when the Fed starts tapering, we can expect excess liquidity to be reduced, which will in turn drive rates upwards as bond issuers will need to make rates more attractive for bond buyers. Mm-hmm. Note, however, that analysts are saying that the timing of tapering will depend on whether the uptick in inflation is just temporary or not. For now, the Fed and most of the markets are of the view that inflation is just temporary, which means the Fed does not need to taper or tighten monetary policy just yet. But this is definitely a key development to watch out for. I see. 
So with all things considered and to conclude our discussion, how do these developments affect your outlook on the Philippine market? Okay. In 2021, we are cautiously optimistic that the index can recover, but our initial PSEI target of 7,600 has been pushed back to the first half of 2022. For investors with a longer-term investment horizon, this is still a good level to come into the index. We recommend gradually adding position. We hope that the ramping up of vaccine rollout and mobility will help the index along. The pace of immunization is directly linked to economic recovery and growth. When expectations of economic recovery are more firm, corporate earnings recovery should be more visible and this should reflect in better stock prices in our local market. Nice. Meanwhile, for fixed income, yields at the short end of the curve may remain low as we expect the BSP to keep the currently current policy rate for the rest of the year. While the longer tenor may have upside depending on the Fed and the debt supply. So there you have it. Five questions answered. Thanks again, Francine, for your take on the local market. Thank you so much, Camille, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope our listeners were able to gain valuable information from this recap. If you have questions or you want to know more about any of our funds, send us an email at bti underscore asset underscore management at bti.com.ph. Again, this is Camille Villafuerte, and please follow us again next month for our market recap in Wealth Watchers. Thank you for tuning in to Wealth Review. Growing wealth made easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.